and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. And I'm Sydney McElroy. All right, Sydney, I'm setting my phone timer right now for 30 <laughs> minutes exactly. That is all you get for this episode. Nothing more, nothing less. Here we go. Riley, you seem a little uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm setting my phone timer. You're, every time you mention it, I'm going to mark it down by one minute. By the end of the episode, it's going to be two minutes long. <laughs> so... So the reason that Riley is very uncomfortable this week is that, uh, first of all, thank you to everybody who's been posting in, in our Facebook group. All yeah, that of, was uh, hilarious. The prom all those, photos. All those and, prom pictures. I and love homecoming. them all. Yes. All of your photos. All of the, I mean, they're wonderful. They're amazing. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing all of the, the beauty and the awkwardness and the... Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Um, it is. It's great. I, I do have to make one one quick admission. Uh, a lot of people I posted that picture of myself from senior prom mm-hmm. and I commented on my hair my giant hair that mom made that mom made that's what I have to I have to be truthful about you don't have curly I hair. don't have curly hair I know a lot of people have been like oh it's okay I have curly hair I am not believe me I used to want to have curly hair I wanted it so badly that mom would do my hair like that for every dance so that's not natural that is, that is ours hours of hot rollers that's what that is (laughs) hours and hours of hot rollers and then a can of hairspray and a pick yep (laughs) sounds about right yeah so and that was what i think all three of us girls went Mm -hmm. through every dance and you probably will continue to riley unless you stop yeah stop her i stopped her this year just put a stop to it like nope put those rollers away mom put them away no curls get out those curls get them out of my hair no i would i did i i envy you curly girls I, am I not, do too. I am not one of you. Me either. No, I'll, I'll fake it though, if given the <laughs> opportunity. Uh, but but thank you. And it, it got me thinking about a topic. Um, when we start talking about prom and dances and like high school rites of passage, you start talking about more personal issues sometimes. One of those being sex. And uh. I know Riley does not want to talk to me about that, but I thought maybe sex education would uh. be a good topic. You know, to not, and this isn't, listen. I do not want to, if you're a teenager and you don't know about the birds and the bees yet, I am not here to break it to you. <laughs> that is not what this podcast Go ask is about. Your parents. Go talk to your parents about that. That's not my, I have a kid already. I'm going to have to tell her about it someday. I've been trying to get Riley to let me nope. <laughs> explain nope, it to her nope, nope. for a long time. Never. Uh, I do that as part of my day job, but I am not here to answer those questions for you right now. All I want to do is talk about Riley, sex education in school. Because I think it is a source of great discomfort for us through the year, just because it's always handled, at least in my experience, a little awkwardly. And also kind of grossly. <laughs> it's really gross. I'm doing this for all of you, for your listening enjoyment. Like, this is the only time in my entire life I will ever talk about this topic. I'm not going to say the word, ever talk about this topic with any of my family members ever. It's funny because, Riley, you are like this about I- anything personal, um, anything like bikini area. <laughs> uh, Riley gets this way. Taylor was always this way. Our other sister, Taylor, she she was, I don't think she is as much now, but uh, growing up, she was always this way. Mm-hmm. And it was never an issue for me. Like, I was always happy to talk about anything. I was never very uncomfortable about, not, I, it just didn't bother me. Um, so I think maybe this will be good. This will be therapeutic. Uh, I don't know about therapeutic. Maybe I'm going to be uncomfortable for the next like 26 minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's okay. Now, the other reason that I thought that this would be good for us to talk about is that Riley, you missed school the other day. 
I did. I came in late. I came in late. Okay, she missed a class specifically because of what they were doing in sex ed in that class. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you want me to tell this story? Do you want me to Yeah, go elaborate? ahead. Go ahead, Riley. Tell us what, what was happening in... It was health class, I'm assuming. It was health class, yeah. Yeah. So we're all required to take health, and I was taking it this year, and it's usually taught by our teacher that, like, works at the school. But for, like, four or five weeks, we have this person come in and do sex education for all of us which is great because does that mean you have a health teacher that doesn't know about sex or isn't qualified to teach you about it i think they like have like state like i don't know this probably isn't right but state mandated like things they have to teach us and this is like this woman's job she goes this is what she told us i'm not just making this up she told us that she goes like the juvenile detention centers (laughs) and teaches them about sex and then comes to our school and teaches us about sex so yeah that's her job what's her title like is she a medical person is she she, a teacher is she she is very nice she sounds like she knows very little about the medical side of anything okay so so somebody i don't even know (laughs) because i mean even if even if if like you have a if you have certification in teaching health i assume you would know more about it than yeah than the average person right so I don't know Goodness. what her okay. qualification so is. So we don't know what her background is, no. but she came in to teach you. She came in to teach about us about sex. Sex. Okay. Yes. And at first it was just like she gives us role playing things that like we have to fill out. Anyways, that day she was teaching us about birth control and we were doing a thing called the condom game, which is where <laughs> she put us into teams and it's all i am usually in all honors classes i know all my friends that are in all honors classes like i know everyone i'm in every class with except for this class i don't know any of these people they all honestly kind of make me a little bit uncomfortable because they're all very like outgoing and i am not but i they were putting us into teams i love the stereotype of the (laughs) honors kids who are all quiet and uncomfortable but then comfortable because they're all uncomfortable and then suddenly like you're away from other uncomfortable kids and you don't know how to function i don't know what i'm doing i don't talk in that class but we were playing the condom game she put us into teams and we had to she gave us condoms and we had to put them i don't know what they put them on I don't know because I didn't go, but they had to put them on things and time them to see who could do it fastest. So it was a it was a race. Was it like a relay race? Yeah, I think did you so. have to like, like take turns. Yeah, like... everyone had to do it. Oh, okay. Because the next so, day she was like, "So did everyone get a chance to put a condom on something?" And I just did not say anything because yeah. I didn't want to be the only one that day to be putting a condom on in front of the entire class. That's that's one of those moments where I wish I could have like leapt into the body of one of your classmates. <laughs> Like some in some sort of mysterious <laughs> 80s movie and been like, ooh, ooh, Riley didn't get to. <laughs> oh, don't. Hey, lady with whatever qualifications you with have. With sex qualifications. <laughs> Riley missed it. Can she do it? They don't know my name, though. That's the good oh. thing about that class. No one knows my name. No one knows I exist. I this the quiet back of the girl class. missed it. <laughs> <laughs> this girl is always reading a book and seems very uncomfortable whenever you mention the word sex. Didn't do it. Make her do it right now. Can she do it in front of the whole class, please? So please, we can all watch. By herself, please. <laughs> So, so it was sort of like, here's what I'm going to envision since you weren't there and you can't tell us for sure what happened. It was like, you know, on Top Chef mm-hmm. when they have to do the relay races with like, they have to chop an onion and like break yes. down a chicken and whatever, sh- like shuck a bunch of oysters. Uh-huh. 
it was kind of like that, right? Except with condoms. Except with condoms. I, I'm assuming. I mean, <laughs> now I'm thinking of all of my classmates in the like the Iron Chef kitchen, like doing this in front of our sex qualified teacher. But yeah, I guess that's what it is. I hope someday I can be a sex qualified <laughs> teacher. Oh, so okay. It sounds like at least we'll, we'll we'll discuss some more of your experiences in sex ed, like ones you've actually been there for. Yeah. Um. It sounds like that in general, it's still a little bit as awkward as it was back in back in my day. I so mean, I wasn't there, but yes. My my first introduction to to sex ed, I remember, was in fifth grade, and I think a lot of people got this kind of like mini sex ed like mm-hmm. thing where it wasn't about it wasn't about sex it was about like your body's changing that's what it was called yeah. your body's changing and it was like a video we watched about like they divided us up girls in one class boys in the other they did that for you too yeah, yes they did in, in fifth grade they did yeah and the and we watched a video about periods and stuff and mm-hmm. so it was like your body's changing i don't know what the boys watched i don't either because they were in another room yeah so i don't know i still don't know and then um we did have a like a a, a doctor who came in and was like would answer questions did they give you gift bags i don't remember having gift bags they gave us like a gift bag with like tooth toothpaste which i don't understand because we're like we were rich <laughs> either when we were little um toothpaste deodorant and like a tampon and a pad and you're like here you go i guess you're gonna start smelling really bad and you're gonna start having periods so here you go here's one of each and <laughs> toothpaste because we just <laughs> ran out of things there. to put in there we I like how they gave you a tampon and a pad. Yeah, like this is going to last you for literally a third of a day. Those Here are you clearly, go. Th- I know. Those are clearly just like like prototype things. Oh, those yeah. are for you to take home and like unwrap and look at well, and try to figure out like, what does this do? This was right before lunch. So we all walked to lunch holding our little grab bags <laughs> full of lady products. And we get to lunch. We all pull out our tampons and all of us just, all the girls just look at each other like, what is this what do we do with this i don't understand um okay so that that was fairly similar and that was when i think i've referenced this before maybe on sawbones i've talked about it but i i had the experience of uh, a gym teacher who was also responsible for like talking to us in this class Mm -hmm. and told us explained to us that as our body changes the shape of our body changes and he drew a triangle (laughs) and he said this is what girls will look like like we'll be kind of narrow on top and, and then we'll wide. just keep getting wider on the bottom. And then well, he grew he drew an upside down triangle and said this is what boys look like. They're real broad on the top and they're real narrow on the bottom and you're just going to keep getting more like this. This is false. <laughs> that's, that's it. There you go. <laughs> Bye everybody. Great health class. <laughs> I don't, I'm just sitting there looking at myself going what parts of me are going to be triangular in a few years? Like, how do I navigate with the triangle body that's coming? That's going to be really hard to fit through doorways. I don't know how any of us are going to fit through doorways when we're older. With male, female, whatever. It doesn't matter. None of us are going to fit. Why? I My parents don't look like triangles. How do I not know? Do, yeah. do you stop? Like, do you look like a triangle and then you go back to, like, human shape after a while? Like- <laughs> no. <laughs> Now I'm thinking of like werewolves on like a full moon where like they're werewolves for just that one night and the normal people like on a full moon you're a triangle. So you're a triangle shaped people. No wonder middle school was so rough. We were all triangles the we whole were time. We all triangles and we're, we're like we were blind to it. We didn't know we were triangles. 
Now, it was just a thing. I, I in, in middle school, that like the next evolution of that was we had co-ed health class and, yeah. and part of that was sex ed. Uh-huh. And and we did some of the things you're kind of talking about in high school. We, we were doing some of this and, and I don't know if my, my health teacher was like groundbreaking or if this was just like the norm. Was it a sex qualified teacher? <laughs> this was just, I mean, she was the health teacher. So they, yeah. didn't, they didn't bring in any, any special like right. sex qualified person. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe she just happened to be a health teacher who was also sex, was also sex qualified. qualified in sex. <laughs> but she... She um she taught us all about like we did some of the role playing kind of things like mm-hmm. about peer pressure and a, like like being yeah. on a date and you know we would have to sit in front of the class and right. like uh and it was always very gendered like very very like oh yeah heteronormative kind of stuff yeah. where like you would have to sit like a boy and a girl would have to sit in front of the class and the boy would try to pressure the girl yeah. to make out with them and the girl would have to say no and you'd right. have and then everybody would critique them and be like you you know you should have been more forceful why mm-hmm. didn't you and it was always i mean like which is ridiculous and like hopefully we can evolve past that yeah. now um but the the thing that stands out to me the most is that we played a game called risky business mm-hmm. which is a reference to a like movie. The movie okay so you With you Tom were Cruise? aware yeah there, okay. hey i'm impressed there we go uh so we played risky business and basically what it was is she had put a bunch of different um not just sex practices but Things that you could do that may put you at risk for getting some sort of either sexually transmitted infection or just some sort of infection. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she included things like HIV and hepatitis, which you can get other ways as as well. Right. So she she gave us all these note cards and they had everything on them from like, like I said, sexual practices to like getting a tattoo or... Um, uh, one of them was like holding hands, you know, like shaking hands with somebody <laughs> sitting on the same toilet seat, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we could discuss things that also weren't risky as well as things right. that, that might be. And she had the room labeled like each corner was labeled either no risk, low risk, mild risk or, or moderate risk or high mm-hmm. risk of getting some sort of infection. And then you had to take your little note cards you drew randomly. You had to take your note card and it had what it was on the front and then a description of it on the back in case you didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And you had to like look at it and then decide and go to your corner of the room. And then it was like show and tell because then everybody in each corner had to read their cards and right. she would either tell them if they were right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they had to describe to the class whatever they got on their card was, mm-hmm. which was really intense. It sounds like it would be. For middle school. I know it was intense because one of my friends passed out in the middle of it. Oh. <laughs> she was standing there in her corner of the room and just that went down, hit the floor. That was me. That was time traveler <laughs> Riley. I think it was too much for her. She couldn't take it. Um, and I remember that... that uh, some of the sexual practices were, I mean, I, I think it was a good idea that we were discussing all of the things you can do, I guess, uh-huh. I guess it was, because certainly there were, there were probably people doing those things. And so it's important yeah. to, to talk about them all. But for others of us who were a little more naive at the time, I, I learned all kinds of things yeah. <laughs> that I didn't know you could do right, or how to do. But by the end of class, I did. But you knew. You know yeah. now. Yeah. And again, I don't, I'm not criticizing that. I don't know if it was a bad thing. I just mean it was a really intense. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a bunch of like a low class period. Yeah. It was, it was a lot to yeah. take in. We all walked out a lot wiser. Yeah. And a lot less comfortable with each other. I feel like we should qualify really quick. The, for people who do not live in the United States, the ages of middle school and high school. That's a good, elementary that's a good school. point. Somebody's asked um, us to do that. Yeah. Yes. Elementary school without going into too much detail is pretty much kindergarten through fifth grade, which is like 
five years old to 10 years old. I think that's about, that right. about right. Yeah. And then middle school is right after elementary school, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, which is like 11, 12, 13 year olds. Mm-hmm. And then high school is right after middle school with ninth through 12th grade, which is like 14 through 18. Right. Yeah. That's about right. Right. So, so yeah, so I would have been, I would have been like 12 yeah. with this. And so this was, for me, this was a very intense experience. Um, but, uh, but I mean, I'm, I will also say I'm kind of glad that we did because I don't know, I, you already sound like you're getting more practical information about sexual education in high school than I did. Yeah. Cause I will tell you that in our health class in high school, which it was the same thing. We had like one mandatory health class that everybody was supposed to take. Right. And I don't, I took it like my freshman or soft, maybe it was my sophomore year. It was mm-hmm. one of the two. It was, it was early, um, just to get it out of the way because you don't want to be the only senior in health class. Right. And there are people like that in my class. Yeah. So I, I remember taking it and I remember watching lots of movies. You all watch movies? That was all we did. We watched a lot of like movies about something serious. So like mm-hmm. I remember watching movies about people getting STDs. Yeah. Sexually transmitted infections. I remember watching like a movie about somebody who got chlamydia mm-hmm. and a movie about HIV. Yeah. And then, but it was all in the same, con- like everything was a movie. Like we, we also watched a movie about a girl with bulimia. Like, I mean, it was yeah. just, it was like, hey, there's probably a Lifetime movie about this awkward it w- thing. It's Lifetime movies. Yes. That's what they were. Yeah. And so I don't feel like I can tell you about it. I'm really uncomfortable. So I'm just going to show you this movie and then we're not going to talk about it very yeah. much. No, uh, we've only watched one movie, but I know what you're talking about. And it was before the sex qualified teacher came in and it was about a girl who was 13 years old like a freshman but was 13 and um was forced into sexual activity and then through this high school which i'm surprised there are 13 year olds in this high school it was a very weird high school but um you may have been 13 when you started high school yeah Yeah. for a few weeks though yeah um but there was an outbreak of syphilis but there was this one girl that was also 13 years old who had been involved with 50 other people in this high school. Oh my goodness. So this outbreak of syphilis was like the movie Contagion. Like it was like a an epidemic. So it was more about controlling the syphilis than yeah, it was about. It really was. Like, like that's all I learned. Protection. Was that this one girl w- was with a lot of people and this one girl wasn't, but they both got syphilis. That's about it. That's really all I, I learned even in that know, movie. What were, you, what were you supposed to learn from that movie? Like, don't... Don't have sex. Don't get syphilis. Don't get syphilis. I don't know. Or if you do have sex, don't get syphilis. But they seem like it wasn't a big deal because they didn't have to tell their parents. They made that very clear. They didn't have to tell their parents when they got tested for it. And all you had to do to get rid of it, in this movie at least, was to get one shot of antibiotics. Actually, that's true. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Generally, very generally speaking, yes, that's true. 90% of the kids in this movie did not tell their parents they had it got tested for it were positive and then got one shot of antibiotics and we're done you know what's uh where was this movie set was it set in the u.s mm-hmm. maybe this is a maybe this is a state to state difference let me just say this i could not treat people who are underage without without consent without their parents like i can't even if you come in and you're 13 into my office i need like a note from your i need yeah. something i need i need parental and this was like a school nurse like a school nurse was um, testing them and taking blood and stuff like that and like i don't even know where the school's nurse's office is goodness yeah yeah that I, that's a lot that's a lot for, for um you don't, well um, i mean but it's the, i guess that's an important message because 
I didn't watch a movie like that in health class, but there was a show I used to watch that I think is still on now called Degrassi. Uh-huh. They, re- <laughs> they read it a Netflix original, Degrassi. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you watch it? No, but oh. I watch the old Degrassi. Okay. So, so Degrassi, which was, it was actually a Canadian show, mm-hmm. but it was way cooler than a lot of of the it old was. American teen shows from yeah. my back from my day because it like they used to say I remember on the channel it was on that I watched it here they would say it goes there mm-hmm. Degrassi it goes there Degrassi it did it, it went, does it went there it does indeed <laughs> because I remember one of the characters got um gonorrhea of the throat oh I didn't see that yes and I remember thinking like at the age I was like how does that happen what <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> ah and and like it was it was very educational for me and yeah. it was a very important lesson about like always being safe no matter what you're doing and that it doesn't mean like just because like well i only did that with one person that you're safe from it you know i mean yeah. you should always you know protect yourself and yeah. do things responsibly and it was um degrassi taught me more about sex than i think anything yeah. in school did um i feel like I want to back up to middle school for a second because you're talking about how she actually taught you about like diseases and like you call them sexual practices, like Mm -hmm. things like that. In middle school, my first year and a half of middle school was in a Catholic school. And I am not kidding you when I say there was a section in our health books that was about sex. We skipped over that entire section. We went to the one that was called abstinence and they just taught us don't do it. And I was like the most innocent person in my entire middle school i didn't know what they weren't telling us to do like well i know i'm not supposed to do something don't know what it is and then it was like i go to public school for the last year of health class and they're showing us slideshows with pictures of sexually transmitted infections on them like pictures of people who had them and I was like, I just went from not knowing what I was supposed to not be doing to looking at pictures of people who did it wrong. Like, this <laughs> and is... you still don't know what it is. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. <laughs> what if I get this by like going and drinking after someone? They aren't teaching me what it is. I don't know what I'm not supposed to be doing. Riley, Riley's suddenly terrified. Like, I fine, I get it. I'll abstain. What do I abstain from? I'm you just have not to gonna tell t- me. I just can't touch anyone ever at what any time. What if I time. accidentally do this thing that they're telling me not to do? <laughs> and then I get all these awful diseases, like awful things that you were showing me. I didn't understand. I didn't know what I wasn't supposed to do. Um, wow. See, I, I actually, you know, what's funny is mom and dad gave me a book. This wasn't in school. This was just my, our parents mm-hmm. gave me a book that was actually written by a Catholic priest. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, from, from, cause we, I mean, we were, we were both raised Catholic. Right. Uh, and it was, um, how you got to be you. Mm-hmm. And it was all about, uh, everything. Everything. Really? pictures and all it See? every i mean now at the end yes and i think that that's probably true for a lot of uh faith-based sex ed type programs mm-hmm. at the end it, it said like don't have sex right until you're married yeah you know that was the that was the final that was the i don't know the yeah. moral of the story yeah but uh but it did um it did explicitly describe sex like i knew Not what it nothing. was after mom read me and walked me through that Fun. book just the two of us sat there and went through that book together and I got it. I was like, well, I get it. <laughs> I got a uh, a puberty book as well, but mine was from our grandma, Grandma Jody, and it was an American Girl book. Uh-huh. And it was a it was called like 
your body and you or something like uh-huh. that. I don't know. But it was all cartoon pictures inside of American American Girl doll-esque drawings. Yes. And it was nothing about sex, just all about puberty. I remember And this is this. where I learned how to put a tampon in because I got them in elementary school, didn't know what to do with them. And then this book that I got in like sixth grade, I want to say, taught me how to put a tampon in, taught me how to like put on deodorant, shave my armpits, like stuff like that. <laughs> Now, when did you, when did you get the book where you read it and you started calling it pubic hair? <laughs> Taylor drew a comic of me. No, you right? that was a real thing though. You I really think it was did that book. Show, okay, that, I, I thought that was that book because you really did show it to Taylor <laughs> and say, "Look, pubic hair." I feel like I was I was younger than sixth grade, and I feel like I was probably no. You were little then because Taylor was just Taylor was still at the in the headspace where she was not acknowledging like any I of am this. now. Yes. And so you just, she was horrified. Like you held up this book. We're like, look, public hair. And she was like, ah, I can't even <laughs> get away from my sister. I probably knew about as much then as I did in Catholic school. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to tell me anything you know, but like, do, do you know now? Yes. Okay. Who? Health told- class. Okay. So they, they finally in health class have told you enough this for year. you to understand. Yes. What you what you're abstaining from yeah. at the moment? I know what I'm abstaining from now, and also a uh, health class in eighth grade, because that was when she showed us slideshows of STDs. Did like, they did they teach you about though? Because I don't ever remember really anyone sitting down and and like I said, I it, there were vague references to protecting yourself and like how to avoid getting sexually transmitted mm-hmm. infections, um, and what what could cause them and what couldn't. Right underlying it all was a common theme of abstinence i think that no matter what level of education i was at they didn't tell you that was the only thing but it was like the end of every conversation was but your best bet is don't have sex don't have sex don't have which was crazy to me in high school because i remember having a health teacher looking at all of us going just your best bet is just don't have sex for now just wait until you're older just don't have sex and i remember the the one of the girls who sat near me had a kid and i remember thinking like well she did she did and like maybe maybe we need to talk about other things because like, like the other things we could do because clearly yeah. people are having sex like so did they not was there not someone teaching you about different forms of birth control in high school uh no i think i think there was a vague like there are ways you know I, condoms were definitely mentioned i knew what those were yeah but as far as like what else i could do I had no idea. It was it was the only reason I ever learned about any of that was that uh, I went on birth control pills for acne. Yeah. And so mom took me to the doctor and the doctor told me about it and explained right. it to me and what it was. And from there, I mean, I already had enough. I, I was I read a lot. Yeah. I was curious about this stuff. And so from there, I read enough information to figure it all out yeah. for myself. But if I had counted on the school to to teach me how to keep myself safe. No. See, now we had this whole day that was right before the condom game day where she brought in her birth control box is what she called it. Mm -hmm. And she had um, for us to look at um, an IUD and uh, she told us about the depot shot. She showed us an implant that you can get in your arm, Mm -hmm. the patch that you can put on, yeah, um, birth control pills, condoms, um, and then a bunch of other things that I had never heard of. 
that are also forms of birth control or ways i guess mostly ways to prevent against sexually transmitted infections oh did she t- did she show you things like diaphragms and sponges yeah. and okay yeah so stuff some of that, that stuff we don't use as much these yeah. days they're but, still available yeah. people use them but it's just not as common but she went into great detail about like mostly because i guess there aren't that many forms of male birth control yeah, i guess there are but i mean mostly female like yeah. iud's and shots and stuff like that but yeah she it's usually spent, just most men use condoms yeah. but she's been like a majority of the class telling us about the different forms of birth control for females that's really great yeah. i mean coming from my and now let me say i am coming from the perspective of a healthcare provider here mm-hmm. this is not my my political agenda um i i see a lot of adolescents and i have found that by and large they don't know this stuff Mm -hmm. and they do have questions and it's usually not just them asking i have parents who are saying like please talk to my kid about this stuff because i'm terrified that something's going to happen and i don't know how to talk to him about it because it makes me really uncomfortable and i mean i think all parents kind of echo to me the same thing like i wish they wouldn't do this yet because I feel like they're not old enough to understand the repercussions possibly yet. Mm -hmm. But I also think they're going to do it anyway. So they should be safe. So will you help me with it? Right. And so my my perspective is very much that. Like, Mm -hmm. how can I help? How can I give you all the information? How can I make sure that when people decide to have sex, that they have all the information on how to protect themselves and Mm -hmm. that they know what decision they're making and what they're entering into and what they're doing. Right. And then uh, afterwards, like let allow people to decide when they're ready to to do things like start families mm-hmm. like to make that that conscious decision as opposed to just uh oh you know i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know how to how to prevent this and so i just did what my friends were doing and what people were talking about mm-hmm. and because i'm a human and we're all animals we're uh-huh. we're driven to do <laughs> and, and, and now i'm and now i'm in a situation where i i i need a lot of help and so yeah you know, from my perspective, that's great because I, yeah. I don't think if I hadn't had such an understanding mom, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have known all that yeah. stuff from school. Yeah. And I mean, the only other thing about that, that I don't know if you all did, was we have an assignment actually that's due like the end of this week. Like I haven't done it yet, but you're supposed to visit or call a health clinic like the we have the Marshall Health Clinic. Yeah. And ask them what services they provide in terms of birth control or like prenatal care. Really? And then, like, ask them, like, I don't know, a bunch of other questions about their clinic. But, yeah, that's, like, our assignment. That's really, okay. calling them and finding out information about, like, teen pregnancy, but also regular pregnancy, and also just, like, sex and general services. That's great. Yeah. That, that's good that, that you need to start thinking about how you're going to access healthcare and take care of yourself in the future. Right. So, th- that's a good lesson for, certainly for women's health and and prenatal care and sex ed but it's also a great lesson in general at this age to start thinking about you know right when you turn 18 you don't have to take your mom to the doctor anymore yeah or your dad you you just go so right. you know you need to know like how how to navigate <laughs> the healthcare system yeah. so I, that's that's a good thing yeah but i mean so far i haven't finished this health course yet but that's pretty much the extent of my sexual education that's really that's you know that's a step in the right direction though i think mm-hmm um, because I, I really do feel like we were kind of wandering in the in the dark a lot. And uh, I remember a, a lot of what I learned before mom set me down and told me the, the, the truth, mm-hmm. which I'm glad she did. And I know that that sounds really uncomfortable to you. It sounds awful, like horrifying. <laughs> but but well, that's why I offered to do it for you so much. I thought it would be less uncomfortable coming from me. It's kind of the same amount of uncomfortability. Thanks. thanks. Okay, cool. 
Thanks. Well, it's true. I'm a mom. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I learned before that a lot of it was just what my friends said. And mm-hmm. I remember one of my first ideas or the first concept when I was younger that I had about sex was that if you that sex is illegal I had no idea it had anything to do with babies. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know what it was really. I mean, I was I was young. I just knew that there was this thing called sex and that sometimes like bad people did it. Like they did it in, in alleys somewhere. Uh-huh. Somewhere there were people doing drugs and there were people having sex and it was all kind of the same thing and it was totally illegal. And if you did it, you would get arrested and go to jail. And I thought that was illegal. And I also thought that the, that it was illegal not to go to college. Well, you were t- a lot of misinformation yeah, there in so your childhood. It was, good. it was good when mom sat me down and said, oh, honey, no. 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 Let me let me tell you about this yeah. stuff. I feel like the earliest mention like that I have that is a misconception of sex is um, uh, the movie Mean Girls. <laughs> I first watched it with my friends when I was in like third grade, fourth grade. Uh-huh. And the health teacher just hands them out a box of condoms, but he didn't call them condoms. So I didn't know what they were. I was very confused. <laughs> And um, he just says, don't have sex. You'll get pregnant and die. Yes. So I was like, well, I don't know how you get pregnant. I don't know how you would die. Not going to do it because I don't want to die. And then a few years later, it's like, don't have sex. I was like, well, they're just, you know, confirming that. So good job. That's, mean girls. Well, that's, I mean, that was kind of what mine was like. I really mm-hmm. feel like my sex education was like, here, here are some, some things we're going to tell you about that you didn't know people could do with their bodies and that they're doing. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I didn't know. And then, okay, now don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. And if you do, that, that was pretty much it. Like, you're going to get diseases. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Or you're going to get pregnant. And and there was never, like, nothing was ever rational. And I think it's because everybody was always so uncomfortable. So I think mm-hmm. it sounds good that people are more open. That's why I would encourage you, Riley. <laughs> yes. And anyone else your age who's uncomfortable talking about Because most people, most people have a little bit of discomfort with this. Right. Is the more open you can be and the more you can just talk about it acknowledge that it's something that whether or not you choose to do it right now or whatever your your you know moral feelings or political feelings or religious beliefs whatever those are Mm -hmm. the more we acknowledge that this is a thing that exists Mm -hmm. and we have a way to talk about it with whoever we feel comfortable talking about it with not with everybody but whoever you were comfortable talking about with the the safer we're all going to be and and the easier it will be for us to make the right decision for each one of us yeah is that fair to say yeah that wasn't too painful no Okay. And your timer has been up for a few I minutes. I know, now, I know. So. Well, I had to give you some advice. I let which, you keep going. You which, seemed like you were excited about telling me about this. I am. I am. I, I, I love giving, I think this is important information. Well, now I have it. Now you have it. And if you ever, you know, have follow-up questions and you just want to like mm, pop some popcorn think, mm, and, you know, grab some Diet Dr. Peppers and... Don't think I'm going to be doing Sit on the couch under a blanket soon. and talk about this stuff. Just real like like sister nope. chat. No. Nope. You know? No. Nope. Really? No. Nope. Just like, like a slumber party. No. Nope. Never. Okay. Never going to happen. Nope. Never. <laughs> Never. Ever. We'll talk to somebody. Okay. Okay. I all right. That's there. That's all I ask. Maybe my sex qualified teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Whoever this person is, they sound very qualified. <laughs> all right. Well. Riley, thanks for sex talk. Yes, thanks oh, for indulging me this week. Thank you guys at home for for listening in. Um, hopefully, this has been helpful to somebody. Yeah, you can you can breathe now. We're done. You can breathe. We're, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about that anymore. Uh, thank you everybody again for the involvement on our on our Facebook group. Yeah. Group, if you're not a member, please come join and check out some amazing 
photos and CD binders and all kinds They're of amazing. cool stuff. Uh, listen to this, this Spotify Teen James playlist. <laughs> which is also made, great. Uh, based on Still Buffering, which is awesome. And I am totally listening to in the shower every day right. now because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, check us out on Twitter at Still Buff. Uh, no, can... we are not a podcast about being uh, muscly. No. We're not a podcast about being buff. <laughs> just what what we could get <laughs> so at still buff tweet at us please um if you have ideas or things you, you think we questions we could answer on the show uh please email us yeah at still buffering at maximumfun.org and thank you to the novellas for the use of our theme song baby you change your mind hey this is sydney from the future after we were done recording the episode with a quick uh, public health clarification and announcement um, when I was trying to figure out if all of those kids in that movie could get treated for syphilis without their parents' permission, the truth is yes. In in all states, you can seek uh, treatment for STIs without parental permission. Of course, we always prefer to have parents involved if possible, but if not, you still can. Uh, the the difference is that it's a state by state regulation as to contraceptive services and uh, and other health care that minors may receive. There are other issues that vary state by state, and in West Virginia, we are one of the states that actually is a little more restrictive in terms of what I can do uh, without parents present or, or at least uh, uh, aware of what's going on. So it is a state-by-state state issue, but in general, no matter where you are, if you need counseling or services regarding sexually transmitted infections, you should be able to receive it. So check your state laws to figure out what else applies to you. And um, it is always optimal to talk to the people you love and trust in your life to look for support for, for serious and um, sensitive issues like this but uh, if you can't go talk to a doctor so all right we'll finish the show now this has been still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcelroy i am a teenager and i was too Hi, buddies. I'm Travis. And I'm Andy. And we host Bunker Buddies on MaximumFun.org. What is Bunker Buddies, you ask? Well, it's a show hosted by two comedians about how to survive the apocalypse. We talk about stuff like the rapture. Zombie apocalypse. How to survive an EMP. What if a disease takes over the dead? How to survive a food shortage. The people who eat other people. So don't get freaked out. We're going to tell you how to get through it. We're comedians first and, you know, aspiring preppers second. Join us. So tune in every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are sold. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.